right, so this week's episode of Living and Ultra Life, my name is Mike and I'm your host, and this week you get me, because Jenny and I are getting ready to go on a trip, and uh, life has been a little bit wild here for the month of August, and so hope you guys have enjoyed the guests that we've had. They've been amazing. I mean, we had some tremendous guests through the summer and everything. Today, you're going to get me, and today, you're going to get Tales from the Trails, and I'm going to try and keep focused here and not bore the snot out of you, but um, if you like having the snot bored out of you, it's okay. So here's what Tales of the Trails are. So we're getting ready to go out to Wyoming and, you know, Jenny will be visiting family and I will be doing what I love, which is getting lost in the Bighorn Mountains. So I have gotten lost in the Bighorn Mountains for years and I'm a pro at getting lost in the Bighorn Mountains. Every time I get lost in the Bighorn Mountains, I have another story to tell. So I'm going to tell like a couple stories here. My first one is I decided one day that I wanted to go and run from Jaws Trailhead to the where the bridge crosses over Leaky Mountain and the the creek or whatever they call that and and then run back to my truck and drive home, right? Okay, it was going to be like a you know, I think it's around a 22-mile round trip or so. Not bad, you know. Um, net downhill, well, except for when you got to go back to your truck. But, you know, it, it's not a bad run. I knew I was going to deal with the mud because it's just part of dealing with it. Those who have run the Bighorn Mountain and Scenic Run realize that, you know, this section is mud hell. And um, you, you're going to hit mud. It's just part of the thing. And so I'm running along and I'm having a great day. It is like a blue sky Wyoming day that if you've never been to Wyoming, you you just got to go someday just to experience a blue sky day. And this was a beautiful fall, kind of early October-ish blue sky day. And I am just cruising down the trail, having a great old time. And you get to this spot where you kind of... You you go around some rocks and everything. You, you've gone through the burned out area and everything. And there's a little bit of a climb. And this is kind of where uh, Spring Marsh Aid Station usually is and everything. And so I had gone through where I knew that Spring Marsh Aid Station is. And it's pretty well, you know, easy to find because there's still fire rings and stuff there. So that was easy to find. And so I'd gone through there and I gotten to the point where there's like multiple little fingers of the trail that kind of go through here. But I knew from experience, I thought, that they all came out in one central trail that then led up to Leaky Mountain. And so I am just kind of bebopping down the trail, following this one little spike and everything. And all of a sudden, I start climbing. And as I'm climbing, and it's beautiful, by the way. I've seen herds of elk. I have seen deer unbelievable amounts of deer. I've seen bear poop on the trail. I mean, I, I've seen all the beauty. The You know, there's no flowers in the fall, but the colors are just stunning. I mean, it is just a beautiful, beautiful day, and I'm just experiencing life. And obviously, I wasn't really paying attention to which trail I was on, because now all of a sudden, I'm climbing. And I just, I, I'm thinking, well, it's going to come out on that main trail. Maybe I forgot about this climb, because, you know, the the only other times I've done it, it's been marked by the wonderful people that run the Bighorn Mountain Run. And so I'm like, well, I mean, it's I haven't seen anything that would indicate that I'm on the right trail, but I just keep on climbing because smart people at this point go, 
I don't think I'm supposed to be climbing. Maybe I should turn around and go back to a point where I recognize where I'm at. That's not me. I kept on climbing. And as I climbed, all of a sudden I'm going, man, I must be getting close to Leaky Mountain, but I've never heard it this loud before. Well, the reason I'd never heard it this loud before is because I've never been at the top of Leaky Mountain before. Somehow I end up at the top of Leaky Mountain and I'm just sort of sitting there looking around going, hmm, I don't think this is where I'm supposed to be. I think I'm supposed to be way the snot down there and I don't even know how to get down there. And so I'm just like going, okay, this is interesting. So I was like, well, just turn around and take the trail back out. Well, now all of a sudden I can't find the trail that I was on. But I found another trail, and I was like, well, this trail's got to lead someplace. And so I start going on that trail, and I'm just sort of bebopping around. I'm not running fast miles, because those of you who know me don't know that I don't run fast miles, but I'm moving good. And all of a sudden, I hear shots down below me, and they're close enough that I recognize that there's a there's a good gang of hunters down there. And so I go, and I, I was like, just run towards the sound, because they've got to have maps, and they can help me out. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I had a map. I left it on the seat of my truck. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't remember to stick the map in my pack. And so I I actually don't have a map at this point. So, but I I knew that somewhere from Leaky Mountain, you could get to Sheep Mountain. And if I could get to Sheep Mountain, I could get on Sheep Mountain Road. And if I could get on Sheep Mountain Road, then I could find my way back to my truck at Jaws Trailhead. And uh, so I go running down this hill towards these hunters down there. And as I'm getting closer, I'm running, not an elk, not an elk, not an elk. This is a person. (laughs) That's a great thing to yell during hunting season. These guys were pretty amused. So they're in on horseback and they've gotten their elk tags filled. They're getting ready to do what you got to do to move the elk out. And yeah, I I go up to them. They got water. So I refill my pack. And they, but the best thing is they had a map. And so the one guy is like, okay, here's where you are. Here's how we came in on the horse trail. And he said, there's markers. And he explained how they had marked the trail so they could find their way back out. And he said, about six, seven miles, you're going to come out on Sheep Mountain Road. He's like, my truck is at the top of Sheep Mountain Road. Put the map back, you know, just put it on the windshield of my truck and everything will be good. And, um, man, it was like a lifesaver. I felt so good because these guys helped me out and probably laughing their butts off. This guy out there by himself, I'm dressed all in orange, so, you know, I was smart enough to do that, but they had to be laughing their butts off. Um, I got to Sheep Mountain Road. It was about another eight and a half miles back to the truck or so. Found the dude's truck, put it right where he said it was. They marked the trail really well, and they marked it with rocks. That seemed like a really genius thing to do. Maybe I'll do that someday when I'm running a trail and I don't really know where it goes. You know, maybe I'll mark the trail so that when I turn around, I can actually find it again. That would be a smart thing to do. I haven't ever done that. So I ended up, I lived through that, saw some beautiful sights, saw just amazing. I've been to the top of Leaky Mountain. I don't know if anybody else has, but I have quite accidentally. So that was my, that's my first tale from the trail. And I'm looking forward to a repeat performance of some type, something like that someday. And uh, it'll be a blast. So the next tale from the trail was I decided one day that I had heard that 
from Smith Creek Pass Road, you could go to the top of Smith Mountain and that there was trails that went from Smith, the top of Smith Mountain and you could get down to Freeze Out Point. Now, Freeze Out Point, for those of you who also you know have run the Bighorn Mountain Run, that's kind of Upper Sheep Creek. And along that way in one spot is where the last aid station before you head down into Tongue River Canyon is. So the Upper Sheep Creek Aid Station is was where I knew I was convinced that I would come out there and there would be a path. So the trail, the route from Dayton uh, Centennial Park to Smith Creek Pass Road, it's about seven and a half miles and it's mostly dirt road, a little bit of paved road. And then you hit what's called the dry weather road, which means that you probably ought to do it with a four-wheel drive truck. I mean, the road gets... Pretty hairy. I I would never drive it. I've never driven it, and I probably never will drive it. But I've run it a bunch of times. And so this particular time, though, I am going to find the route from Smith Creek Pass, the the road up to the top of the Smith Mountain, down back to Smith Mountain to Freeze Out Point. I'm finding it right. Well, there's not really a path once you get to the top of Smith Mountain. Um, there's game trails, and so. I'm a genius. See, those of you who are smart, you would have turned around and gone back down and said, no, there's not really a path. You know, I went about a mile and a half following nothing. I, and maybe a game trail, just sort of be bopping through trees going, I'm getting to freeze out point. So now this time I didn't have a paper map, but I have the OnX app on my phone at this point. And so I'm like, <laughs> and you know, OnX is, I'm hitting the the thing that navigates to where you are and it's going, we don't know where you are, dude. You, you, you are not anywhere. You may be lost. And so, you know, I am, but I'm like still convinced because I can see where my part of what I believe is going to be a mountain comes down into, you know, freeze out point. So I am bebopping and I come across and there's a road and there's even like some houses up there. And I'm like, I have found, will I have found civilization again? I haven't really, I don't even know. These got to be like hunting homes or something like that. I'm not really sure what they are, but I am just, I'm having a great time because I know that I'm coming out on Freeze Isle Point. I know it's got it's going to happen here somewhere, somehow. And I can't wait until I get on Freeze Out Point. Well, I finally do get out on Freeze Out Point after about another seven miles of bebopping around. For those of you who know, if you're coming down from where the Upper Sheep Creek aid station is and you come down, there's a pipe that's off to your left that comes out of the hill. It's actually like a spring and the water is really, really good. So I refilled all my water stuff, mixed up my my drink mix thing, and I kept on going, crossed over Upper Sheep Creek there. And now I've got that long climb up to the top of Horse Creek Ridge, which is a climb, but I knew where I was. And so once again, you know, I just kept on following Horse Creek Ridge and I come down and I finally get to Lower Sheep Creek. And I'm, I'm like an idiot. So I'm like, yeah. 
And I'm like celebrating and everything. And, you know, just, you know, arms up in the air like I'm Rocky the Champ. I mean, because it's only two and a half miles to the trailhead. You know, I've only got, you know, from there five more miles into my truck at Centennial Park. I mean, this is... This is a breeze, man. I got seven and a half miles. I'm a champ. And I'm just like, yeah, uh, who's the badass and everything. And I'm just sort of walking through the little clearing there that's Lower Sheep Creek. And I happen to kind of glance over to my right. And there's an older couple, you know, that's kind of there by the creek. And they're looking at me like I am the craziest person in the road and <laughs> in the world. And so I just sort of looked over at them and gave them a little salute and I told him, I said, I was a little bit lost, but I know where I am now. And the old guy just sort of looked at me and just sort of nodded his head. I went on my way thinking, I'm a dork, but I do know where I'm going now, so life is good. Man, that's that's just kind of my thing. I like to go and just challenge myself to see if I can figure out how to get back. I know I add tons of miles to it. My two running daughters will tell you about a time that I decided that we were going to go from Park Creek Reservoir, and I was totally convinced that there was a trail that went from Park Creek Reservoir to the the foot of the trailhead that goes up to Lake Geneva. And I was totally convinced that it was only two miles. It, it wasn't. And um, we went all the way up to Lake Geneva. It was our first time seeing Lake Geneva. I love Lake Geneva. There is no trail going from Park Reservoir to the trailhead, just, you know, in case people want to try and find it. There isn't one. Jessica and Chelsea still like me, I think. They may not like that I I had to share food with them because they were prepared for an eight-mile run, and we ended up doing like a 20-mile run, but we had a good time. So, you know, that's what happens a lot when I end up in the Bighorn Mountains, and I am looking forward. I am like a little kid in a candy shop because I get to go out to the Bighorn Mountains and see how lost I can get. And I'm like looking forward to this. My wife thinks I'm insane, but that's okay because somebody has to be insane. Here's the thing about every time I have gotten hopelessly lost in the Bighorn Mountains, there's always a way back. And that may be one of the things that I have found you know, the biggest thing out there. We all want to be so in control of everything that we do and we want everything to be dialed in and we want it. We want things to be where we're comfortable. And one of the things that pushes me to continue to do these crazy ultra running things is because I don't want to get comfortable with being comfortable. I mean, I like comfort just like everybody else out there. I like comfort. But I don't ever want to get comfortable with being comfortable. In other words, I want to put myself in situations where I'm uncomfortable, where I've got a problem solved, you know, and if I can do that, that's what life is all about. That's why I tell people ultra running is a microcosm of life. If you've made it this far in the podcast, you know, you're 15 minutes in. Here's the whole point of Tales from the Trail. Do things that make you uncomfortable. Do things that cause you to have to problem solve. I promise you, those are the memories that will be ingrained in your mind forever. Because when you push yourself and you do things that are uncomfortable and that kind of push the limits of what you think is possible, that is the moment when you find the true you that's hidden down below all the comfortable living. That's what, to me, ultra running is all about. It's all about getting comfortable 
with being uncomfortable so that you can problem solve and get back to that comfortable position again. That's what I love to do. I love to do it on a regular basis. I am looking forward to eight days of running in the Bighorn Mountains where I'm going to problem solve a lot. And I promise you, it is going to be an absolute joy and I am going to be a better person for doing it. So that's all I got for you this week on Living an Ultra Life. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to do a bunch of guests while we're out in Sheridan. I'm going to try and pull in some really, really special people that I've been trying to get on. So we're going to do some in-person stuff and it's going to be rocking. It's going to be awesome because there are some really, really special people out in Sheridan, Wyoming that I can't wait for y'all to get introduced to. So that's it for this week's episode of Living an Ultra Life. Thanks for listening.